Today, we head out on the lake. Uh, I kind of think of it as they're like wallpaper. We like them, but we don't do anything with them. Do we understand how they work? Do we know how to value them? Not so much. We are rarely trying to educate people to get them to think the way we do. It's more about, let's open up this window. Do you have more understanding? You could draw your own conclusions as long as you understand how the system works. The crew at Discover Cayuga Lake in Ithaca, New York, is trying to bring as many people as possible onto the water, experience the lake, become invested in it, then gain an understanding to make knowledgeable decisions about this resource we're all dependent on. I'm Monica Sandreski, and this is In Between Places. Today, we're hopping aboard the MV Teal, a white boat with room for about 70 people. Bill Foster heads up Discover Cayuga Lake. We want to encourage a, a knowledgeable community members that are actually knowledgeable and, and can be engaged in being good stewards of the lake. But that's not just about education, it's about actually making the lake part of their lives. And in the Finger Lakes, there are an awful lot of people, probably 70 or 60 or 70 percent of the population, doesn't really have much access to the lakes. Why don't they have access? Well, about 90 percent of the shoreline is private property. If you don't have a cottage or a boat, you have a barrier. There are state parks, they're all out of town. Like in Ithaca here, you need to either take a bus to Taganic once a day or have a car. So if you don't have a car, you're probably not going to be going out to Taganic State Park and Cayuga State Park is at the other end of the lake. In order to provide people with better access to the lake, Bill works with groups throughout the community to put together different kinds of cruises to get people on the water. Wineries plus their DJ cruises with salsa and reggae. Here's a video from Club Cayuga. Coming at you live and direct from Cayuga Lake. Pick up the Discover Cayuga Lake crew for making this happen, for educating the youth surrounding this lake we call Cayuga Lake. Today, though, there are fewer groups and more of that educating the youth with the Community Science Institute. My name is Adriana, uh, Adriana Hurtler. I'm the biomonitoring coordinator for the Community Science Institute. Adriana is also interested in improving access and devotion to our natural resources. She has this theory that every environmental advocate deep down has a connection to a specific place. For her, it was the Tug Hollow Creek near Seneca Lake. Absolutely, yeah, the creek that runs behind my parents' house. There's a little gorge and it's one of the most amazing places on the planet. And as a kid, I sort of swore allegiance to that place and that I'd do anything I had to in my life to help protect that and that's spread out to water in general. I grew, I grew up here. You know, water's my thing. Bill Foster again. No, I was one of the non-lake access kids, um, but I would go to the gorge. I'd go to a lot of the different gorges and hang out there, and I think that's where I did a lot of my growing up. So it was, it was about water, just a different part of it. So, And we had, we had a credo back then, even in high school and college. Like you leave the gorge cleaner than you found it, no matter what. This was like you and your friends? You yeah. had that? Oh, yeah. We were not angels, but we left the gorge cleaner than we, than we found it. Let's just leave it at that. That love of the water led him to a job with the Environmental Protection Agency before he decided to get his hands wet with Discover Cayuga Lake. Whether it's a credo like Bill or an allegiance like Adriana, they're trying to inspire that devotion to Cayuga Lake in adults and kids from the area. Oh my god, there's something with like pointy thing and it's like stabbing the, the thing 
this guy. With help from the Science Institute, the kids today are collecting water samples off the side of the boat and looking at droplets and wacky plankton under a microscope. He's like sucking, I can see him like sucking in food and like I can see every, all his food in there and it's really cool. Elsewhere on the boat, local mom Michelle Kirchgraber-Newton says she brought her kids aboard the MV Teal because she's been worried about an invasive species, harmful algal blooms in Cayuga Lake. We love the lake and we love the water. We like to go for hikes. Swimming in the lake has always been important to me growing up and just living in this area. And we also have a dog and we've heard about the dogs dying from just jumping in quickly and and so I want to learn more about it and how to fight it, how to prevent it. Yeah. Do you go to like some of the water quality me- I know there are like community meetings or like local government meetings. No, I haven't been to any of that. So I don't know a lot about it. Um, but I'm I'm hoping that this experience will inspire all of us to learn more about it and be more involved. Yeah, I think they'll love to hear that because that's like their whole goal, I I think. (laughs) And Bill Foster is hopeful that that experience will make them more engaged in public meetings put on by local governments in order to make decisions about our resources. They're not exactly packed full of people. And you might see the same 30 people at every one of those meetings. And those people are really engaged, but the other 95% of the population isn't. It's really important to us to find ways to do that. And hopefully with this boat, we have an attractive platform, you know, it's, it's hopefully, I don't want to, I don't want <laughs> to sound negative about community meetings, but hopefully going out on a boat cruise is a little bit more of an attraction for a broader audience than maybe going to the library and sitting through a lecture. So we want to use that platform and put the lecture on the boat, you know. <laughs> Bill recalls a time when the Discover Cayuga Access helped during a big community debate. Lake source cooling. Several years ago, Cornell University found a way to take cold water from the bottom of the lake, use it to cool off their heating and air conditioning units, then return that same water with heat added to the lake. From a global perspective, Bill says it was a valuable project because it didn't use any fossil fuels, but there was still pushback. When they introduced this project, there was a lot of chaos and and dissension in Ithaca. People thought it was going to destroy the lake. Quick answer from Cornell is like, no, it won't make any difference at all, which also wasn't really true, but it was a good project. To this day, there are people that are still upset about it. There's a lot of misunderstanding about it. To us, that's a teaching experience. Like when you have an industry or a business that wants to use a common resource, they've got a project. They know how much it's going to cost. They know what it's worth to them. And then they have to have a negotiation with a community. Well, when the community sits down at the opposite end of the negotiation table and they have no idea what this resource is worth to them or how it should be protected or anything, so who do you think is going to feel like they've come out on the, the upper end of that negotiation and who's going to be on the losing end of that negotiation? So that's, that's what happened in Ithaca with Lake Source Cooling. Is Ithaca as a community was not prepared to negotiate for this resource in a meaningful way. But when we go out on the lake, we can actually have that conversation. People get very upset about it. And 10 years ago, people get even more upset about it. But we would have these conversations on the lake, looking at the lake source cooling facility from our boat. And people on both sides would be just be chatting about it instead of yelling at each other. And we saw that happen several on several occasions 
back when we got started and it's like this is powerful this is interesting we can get further with the conversation if we put people out there that's that's kind of an important lesson we learned sounds like it could be applied to other issues and conversations perhaps too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we're gonna need a lot of boats That's our show for today. In Between Places is brought to you by the Center for Transformative Action, an affiliate of Cornell University. And if you've got an idea for innovative social change, reach out. We cannot wait to hear from you. Contact us at centerfortransformativeaction.org. In Between Places is written, edited, and produced by Monica Sandreski. Special thanks to Cornell Media Relations for production assistance.